Welcome to the Powered Services Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the information, strategies, and insights you need to supercharge your MSP. Get ready to hear from other MSPs and industry experts in the trenches and behind the scenes to help you change the future of your MSP and increase your MRR. Now, here's your host, Dan Tomaszewski. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Powered Services Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Tomaszewski. Excited to be with you. And as always, wonderful co-host, Will Bishop. How are you? I'm good, Dan. How are you? It's been uh, it's been too long since we recorded an episode. Well, we just had one go out like a week ago, so not terribly far. So uh, we're back in the saddle. We're uh, we're kicking. We're here bringing awesome content to you, our MSPs. Um, you know, today I I asked Will. I said I wanted to take a second. We just did a webinar a couple weeks ago, and it was very well attended. And I wanted to reiterate it because some folks don't make it on webinars, and it's the topic of MDF. And if you don't know what MDF means, it's marketing development funds that are available through vendors in the space. We specifically have it as a part of our global partner program at Kaseya and Datto. Um, and I want to take you through with Will the you know an MDF overview. Just what is MDF? What does success kind of look like if I wanted to start leveraging MDF? Or maybe you're leveraging MDF today and you're looking for a new idea. We're going to walk through the the top four areas that we're seeing for MSPs that are generating the highest ROI. So we have the ability through our partner program to track and work with you, the MSPs. We see what events are working. We see what events aren't working. And today we're going to walk through and, and list them off in order, the ones that are generating the highest ROI when MSPs do them. And there's a couple in here. When we did the webinar, Will, people were like, that is such an awesome idea. I haven't thought of something yeah. like that. And then some of them are ones we've heard of before, but we'll add a little bit of a twist to it uh, because we're starting to see the more creative you get, the better ROI results. So you ready? You ready to rock into yeah, this? Let's dive into it. So let's go through it real quick. You know, so today, you know, I kind of said it a little bit in the beginning. Um, the most successful MSPs are leveraging events to build their brand awareness, drive new leads, upsell current customers, um, form new partnerships. And more importantly, you know, probably at the end of the day, you're trying to drive more profits to your business. Um, so MDF allows you as the MSP to grow their business by leveraging funds to host events, campaigns, generate revenue, uh, and so much more. But just getting the funds isn't going to help you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can't just say, here's a check for 5000 Good luck. Figure it out. There really needs to be a plan in place, Will. And we see this all the time when we're structuring and going through events and things like that. Is you really need to sit down and put a plan together of what does success look like? You know, what are the goals? What are the expectations from this event? What is the ROI? What's the attendance? Like you need to put a full blueprint together for your event so that way you can really dive in and see success. The MSPs that are doing that, that are defining what success looks like, putting those goals in place um, and really tracking through are definitely seeing a higher ROI. Um, and I think yeah. you can attest to that. 100%. You know, you touched on something there, having a blueprint, you know, the plan for, for your event doesn't stop 
when the event's over, right? It goes all the way through to the follow-up. That's really where the money's at in the follow-up. Um, that's, that's something people overlook a lot of times when they put these things together. Yeah, and then they, they, so let's go. We set our goals. We set our expectations. We know who our attendance is. We're setting the ROI. But then what type of event do you want to have? Um, is it going to be a breakfast? Is it going to be a lunch? Is it a dinner? Is it a hockey game? Is it a football game? Um, is it a wine tasting event? Um, you know, what type of event are you trying to go after? And, you know, more importantly, when you look at what success looks like, it really falls into the type of event you're going to have. If you're looking for C-level executives, then you need to hold an event that C-level of executives would come to. Um, right. If you're looking for, you know, so just take that demographic and find an activity that's really in the alley of the people you're trying to come after. Um, and then look at the vendors that are out there in the space. Like, think about this. We have a team of over 60 people on it that are geared towards helping you, the MSP, be able to go out there and not just give you the check and say, go have an event, but we're actually sending staff out there. Um, we're also having staff help you prep for that event. We're helping you make sure that your registrants are going. Like we're helping you from start to finish. So you don't have to go at it alone. Leverage the resources that the vendors are out there having, you know, as a part of their programs to really capitalize on that event. I mean, and I will, you oversee the powered services team. I mean, we see people daily coming to us to help them with events and it makes a big difference for someone that's never done this. Absolutely. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the things we hear a lot, Dan is, you know, the planning of it, how do I get people there? What, uh, you know, what type of event should I have? What's a good idea for, it? I think that's what we're going to talk to next is the, uh, the events that are having success. And, you know, the big thing to think of there when you start talking about event types is you've got to offer something, right? It's either entertainment value or it's value in the content, something in that nature. It's something that people want to come for. They know what they're going to take away from it. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the types of uh, events we're seeing that are having success. Yeah, and this is so far. We're a little bit over halfway through the year, and these are the events that we're seeing with the top ROI. Number one slot is obviously it's live events. Um, it's pivoted pretty dramatically, obviously, in the you know COVID time frame, um, the webinar structure. They're still on the list, but it's moved down. Live events have really picked up. Um, and we're seeing partners that are doing happy hours, after hours, lunch and learns, um, top golf, uh, cybersecurity type, you know, live event training as being the number one ROI so far uh, the first two quarters of the year. And I think, you know, the example I'm going to give, I'm going to try to give an example in each of these. Uh, I think this is absolutely one of the coolest ideas. We've heard probably four or five partners talk about this. Um, this guy actually put it in place. He did a cyber incident dinner. Okay. And this was really cool. Will. I think you and I, we heard one person talk about this, uh, when we yeah, were we at did. connect and I, now we had another person that did something very similar. Uh, and the way I'll reference it is we've all heard, or probably some of us may have gone to like a murder mystery, uh, dinner where you go and there's clues and you, you have to make decisions and, at the end, you see if you're right and stuff like that. Um, and this gentleman um, brought in over 53 attendees to an event. At, and what they did was a cyber incident dinner. And they went through and had, it was geared towards C-level executives. And what they did was, is they went through the process of saying, okay, 
we're going to take you through this next hour or next night. I think it was 90 minutes they did it in. In the next 90 minutes, we're going to go through and we're going to take you through an incident, but you're making the decisions as we go along. You're going to have to make the decisions as this is your company. Um, and we want to see, you know, towards the end, you know, how well you feel and prepared. And we're going to educate along the way. He got to the end. I mean, he was asking the questions. Okay, a cyber incident just occurred. And your staff comes into your office and lets you know that all the computers are locked out. What do you do? And there's like four answers. Then it's the next. And like they went through, I think, 15 to 20 some odd different questions. But it was getting the owners, the C-level executives to really be thinking about their company. Really kind of, you know, making them go, wow, if this happened to my company, what would what would happen? And that's the exact thing that blew my mind, Will. He got to the end and he asked that. All of you just went through a cyber incident. How many of you feel that in this room today, you're prepared to be able to go through one of these? You know what to do. Your teams know what to do. And everybody from your IT, whether it's internal or external, are prepared to go through this. Not a single yeah, hand I, went up. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I love this one, Dan. You can't sit through it, right? You can't blank out. You can't go off into space somewhere in your mind. You've really got to think through the whole thing. Yeah, he generated 45 leads from this event. And remember, not a single hand went up saying they did it. So out of the 53 people, 45 of them, basically have said, we want to go further with you. We want to look at IT. We want to look at the making sure we're prepared for incidents and that we've got these things in place. Now, this is early numbers we have. He's closed two deals so far from this for 62K in MRR. Um, and not to mention the fact that he's still got about 40-some-odd appointments to go through because they got a laundry list. Probably the most leads I've seen that have been credible, good, genuine leads I actually think it was a problem because he generated too many good leads that he couldn't get to right at the end. But it is an awesome thing to see that just the creativity to engage people, to make them think about their place and make it be interactive. Man, it was a home run. Yeah. And this, this I believe, Dan, has to be the in the category of live events, the one that's converted. It's just like an 80% conversion rate for people raising their hands. Um, so that's it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, so just an example there. I think that one really stood out to me. It definitely shows why the ROI is coming in from those events. We've seen a few others very similar to that um, where you can do like a live customer event where people have set up like hacker rooms and they run dark web scans and they talk about compliance and things. I mean, it really fits into that live event. Um, we've seen it. They work. They do a really good thing. So think about live events. You know, happy hours, after hours, lunch and learn, sport events, whatever, um, trainings, customer, you know, appreciation things. Um, you could do a customer appreciation thing and still generate MRR. So um, put that into to your consideration. Number two on the list. I actually probably will was the most surprised at this one. But digital marketing campaigns um, have really picked up and they weren't even on the list a couple of years ago. Um, but digital marketing is really where people are starting to see some traction when it comes to LinkedIn and SEO ads. Yeah, you, you see this a lot, Dan, as far as a talking point. Um, you know, people, people are starting to market in the MSP space. They're starting to understand the value of it, and they're getting good at it. They're really starting to, to build their chops up with it. Yeah, and this we had a, a success story that we're bringing in, you know, in an MSP 
who rented and, and purchased a hockey suite, but they they put out social ads, you know, asking people to look for a network assessment or for current customers for like a referral process. Um, but they ran it through the digital and digital ads. And they were able to go out there and generate over 67.8K, down to the 0.8s, I guess. I uh, want to make sure our stats are accurate. Um, and they... They had people, so they took a hockey suite, they made it fun, they made it interactive, they asked people that did a network assessment, held a meeting with them, got an opportunity to be in, you know, in the drawing for the hockey suite, uh, and it turned out, I mean, they added over 67K in MRR, um, they had 28 contracts uh, that came from that, um, some of them were backup you know, only, but they had different things in place. And over the, the 28 contracts, they also had 38 current clients that benefit from this promotion. Um, so, man, it, again, it just goes back to get creative. Maybe it's a football suite. Maybe it's a hockey, baseball. Maybe it's a college, whatever. But having people, you know, have a meeting with you to have a chance to, to win something um, or be a part of something fun has really gotten people's interest. Yeah, we've got a little bit of a, a theme going here, right, Dan? Something they want to do or, or information that they want. Yeah, it goes back to the beginning of success. It's tailoring it to the people that you're trying to get. And right. um, every one of these seem to kind of be hitting in that, and they're they're definitely seeing the ROI and the results. Trade show is definitely coming back up on the list. You know, we haven't seen that on the list in a while, but trade shows and expos are – are really, really becoming the the new thing, and not new thing, but it's coming back on the list again. Uh, and and one of the things we see is if you're in the healthcare industry, if you're in this construction, manufacturing, financial, whatever, there's associations, and getting out there, getting into those association trade shows and things like that, positioning yourself as the you know, I used to do them uh, in the senior living one, and we would go to senior living shows. We'd set up our booth. We'd explain why we are the one you should be choosing for senior living facilities, um, and we would just do a really bang-up job of leads with going in and positioning ourselves that way. It's a big opportunity. They come a lot of times with speaking engagement, and you can sometimes even close a sale at your booth. Um, yep. So, like, there's a lot of benefits to doing this. We used to do these uh, for healthcare. You know, we would do medical group management for the state. And um, the other thing that's great about these is you can have a testimonial right there, right? If you've got a customer at the event, they can bring their friend up to your booth and talk. And it's it's a warm handoff and, and a really great opportunity to have those those interactions and people there that are champions for your for your MSB. Yeah, and the the success story of this is so we talked earlier on about how our staff can be a part of this. And we recently went to an event with an MSP. We sent our specialists to really be able to go out there and understand and, and be able to guide and, and, and talk through things. And we helped a company that had, they had 325 companies at the event they were at. Um, they utilized our specialist in helping from a speaking spot and driving people to the booth to be able to do demos and actually take them through what would happen in a disaster and like be able to actually show it. Um, and at the time they closed just around 60 K, but I know updated numbers now, it's been like a week or two since we got the update and it's well over 90 K now. Um, so 
going to a show, 325 companies. They were positioning backup disaster preparedness, going through a lot of different things and been able to generate over 90K. And that MDF cost them, I think it was like $5,000. Yeah, so, I was going to ask you what the cost was. So $5,000 to sponsor the event to generate 90K in MRR. I would say that's a pretty good ROI. Yeah, I'll take that every time. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just another thing to think about. Again, you're going to these shows. Don't go at it alone. Leverage the different vendors in the space. We have tremendous knowledge. We're able to get you some resources to be an extension of your team at these events, positioning you for the best spot to go out there and win. Now let's get to number four. Number four, what we're still seeing, it's on the list. It's moved down a few slots, but still generating good ROI is webinars. Um, virtual conferences, customer trainings, and virtual panels. And Will, I think this is something that I've talked about with quite a few MSPs here in the last couple of weeks is I'm seeing a trend on virtual panels, which I think is unique, and, and hear me out on this. A virtual panel... You hold it with other community-based businesses that are in your area, county, community, whatever you want to look at, and you're holding it with other folks and bringing them on and talking about topics that are hot for other business owners, and you're leading it, and in your positioning it and running it, and then nurturing things. Like you kind of maybe spearing in some tech talk into it, but it's positioning. It's allowing other businesses to bring their customers onto it to see themselves, the owners or the the bank owners or the CEOs or whoever, but you're getting other community-based businesses on that are going to help promote it, chambers, associations, things like that. It's a little bit different than a webinar, um, but can still yield the same results. Yeah, absolutely. And the, uh, the other thing there, Dan, is when you're on the panel with someone in the community and they've got a sphere of influence, uh, you're associated, right? Yeah. So you, you get a little credibility straight out of the gate. So, I mean, I, I think it's just people are getting creative because I think a lot of people got webinared out. Um, everybody was getting out their Uber Eats card or whatever to go to a, you know, go to a webinar. And, you know, I think a lot of people got webinared out, but like get a little creative. And that's what we're seeing now. Virtual panels, customer trainings, um, and maybe even like making your own little virtual conference for people to come to. Seeing really good results. The hot topic is still security. Um, it's really top of mind on everybody. You can't go around and not see or hear about security, um, but bringing in other people in the community to talk about it can normally help seal the deal and, again, position you as the one that everyone should go to because the different businesses that are there, their customers see you and associate you to, to that company, and it really helps you have that leg up. Yeah, we've seen a, a few folks, too, that have reached out to uh, local law enforcement and, in some cases, um, you know, FBI resources asking to join and, and give a, a point of view from, from a law enforcement perspective. And those organizations are happy to join. So uh, that's a thought as well. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I, I think what we were trying to really make sure today is, is that, you know, make sure that you're getting the most financial, a financial assistance by leveraging MDF funds. Um, you should consider, you know, the teams that are available to support you and don't go at it alone. Look at it. Help it. MDF is going to help you with brand awareness. It's going to help you with customer acquisition. It's going to help you with a competitive edge. Um, it's going to help you with upselling and cross-selling. It's going to help you with market expansion. 
And really, at the end of the day, if you execute on these correctly, it can be some of the best events you'll do. You just have to make sure that you have measurable ROI and making sure that they're bringing the right activity. Refine your strategy. Focus on those strategies that are yielding the best results. You might do four events and one's better than the other three. Okay, then we lean on that and keep going more and more. But it is more crucial than ever before, I think, to leverage MDF because in my mind, if you're not leveraging it, your competitors in your area are taking money and going to bat and taking away opportunities from you. So um, I don't know, Will, anything you want to end us on? Yeah, I'd give one last thought, and I think we kind of touched on this at the beginning when you were talking through what we have set up here with our team, and that's if you if you feel like this is something you'd like to do, but you don't have an idea of what you might like to do, what the event's going to look like, still reach out to our team. You know, those folks that are that are over there are great. They've seen a lot of things. They can listen to kind of what you have from a resource perspective and help you piece together what you might want to do or throw out a few different ideas and help you put something together and get started. Yeah, so again, if, like Will said, if, if this is something, if you're doing MDF events, take your MDF events to the next level. Step it up, try something new, get a little more creative. If you're not seeing the ROI and the results, you know, let's try to go after something we just talked about that we're seeing the ROI and the results and we can help you with. If you're someone that's never done an event, don't go at it alone. We'll talk about it. We've got proper teams and things here. Um, if you're not a customer, we'd love you to be one um, or reach out to your current uh, vendors and see the, the, I don't know how they can help and support you. But I can promise you on the Kaseya Datto uh, team here, we've got an extensive team built out, uh, tremendous knowledge in MDF and, and how to go at this. And most of the people have been at MSPs or have been around the MSPs in so, so long that we're experienced and we can really help you take it to the next level. So Appreciate you all listening. Hopefully you took something out of this one. Uh, I'm hoping there's a nugget in there um, or we got you thinking about MDF because it's, you know, we're at the halfway point of the year. Have you hit your sales numbers you wanted to get to? Have you gotten to all the goals, the leads, and the things you're looking for? If you're answering no to that, there's funds available um, to help you get, you know, to that goal or that number you're trying to get to by the end of the year. So, Let's go at it and uh, let's have it. So until next time, this is the Powered Services Podcast and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see everybody here again next week. Yep, see you next time. All right, everybody, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Powered Services Podcast with Dan Tomaszewski. We're dedicated to giving you practical information, tactics, and strategies that you can use to supercharge your MSP. If you liked today's episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, this is the Powered Services Podcast, signing off.